to Modern Day Hippies. This is our second part episode of Call Her Dr. K. If you haven't listened to the first part, please go listen to that one first. It's very informative and totally worth it because Dr. K is amazing. And now, ready for part two where we get deep. Enjoy. We love you. Let's talk about drugs. Drugs. So, medicine. 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 One of the first questions I have, what do you know about modern day medicine? That's a great question. But also, um, like by modern day, do you just mean kind of like what is just like in general? Yeah. I mean, so now we have so many different things coming out. Yeah. And I guess like a lot of people are using antidepressants and yeah. doing different methods for that um can you ex- like give us a few yeah so i mean the cool thing the cool thing about like pharmacy research is we're like just constantly looking at how do we make things more efficient so like a big area of pharmacy research is like how do we like deliver medications better you know so we're constantly doing research on like different like formulations so you know how like Nowadays, we have, like, patches for things, or we have, like, we're looking into, for example, like, more, like, long-acting things. So, like, you know, if you take a pill, it may last a couple hours, maybe, like, yeah, just, like, a couple hours in your body. But, like, for things, like, let's say, like, antipsychotics, like, so for people who have maybe, like, schizophrenia or mood disorders um, who have to take, you know, a lot of medications a day, that's, like, burdensome, you know, no one likes taking a lot of pills and, like, also, what if you forget? And so we're looking into long-acting, like, injectable mm-hmm. treatments and, like, injectable antipsychotics. And so that's, a real, that's like, my favorite area of pharmacy, like, specialty pharmacy. There's constantly these, like, injectables <laughs> that we're looking at, like, biologics, where they are, like, biologics are basically these medicine that's made from, like, living sources, you know? So, like, antibodies to certain things, mm-hmm. like, antibodies to proteins in your bodies, like, and that's what treats a lot of, like, our autoimmune disorders, like, um, like psoriasis or, like all that other stuff, rheumatoid arthritis. So there's a lot of cool things that we're just, like, making um, in terms of medicine. I mean, that there's – I wish I knew more about – I'm blanking, but, like, for example, um, for, like, cancer or other things, we have, like, CAR T-cell therapy. We're taking out people's cells from their bodies, genetically modifying them, basically, to make them, like, be able to, like, to make your immune cells be able to, like, fight off that specific cancer because cancer is like a virus. It's constantly changing. So we, like, take out your cells, genetically modify them, and then literally put them back in your body. What? That's incredible. (laughs) Like, what? And that is not even, like, that's just, like, scratching the surface. I mean, we have some of our therapies literally cost billion, like, a million dollars to do, you know, because they're so crazy. Just so crazy, like, all the different methods we have. Yeah. Emerging technology. Like you said, just scratching the surface of it. How many years of schooling do you go to? If you're a doctor, you go to multiple years of school, but you're still, when you're a doctor and you're in that position, it's you're still learning. This is It's just constant research, constant mm-hmm. things that you're working on. Like you said, modern day medicine. 
viruses. It's constantly yeah. changing every day. Another one that kind of came to my mind with modern day medicine is how they're like in- adapting medicine to work with technology. Yeah. And like you said, the patches, like I know they're doing that for like di- diabetics where instead oh, really? of like having to prick their fingers, it's like you have the patch on and then it electronically, it's Bluetooth with your phone. So like it automatically knows your levels and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like that, those like, that's are so very crazy to me. Those like, um, yeah, like they monitor your blood sugar, you yeah. know, and it's just like a, it's, yeah. Just it's like, like how is that even possible? so much yeah. going on. It's amazing. Everything is changing so fast. Mm-hmm. There's all this like gene therapy. You basically, yeah, you're like modifying DNA and then like putting it back in. It's, it's insane. Or you're like putting yeah. in like, that's kind of like what's going on with like this like mRNA technology and like disclaimer like these mRNA vaccines they don't change your DNA like that's not all that's not you're what not it gonna is. be a cat or yeah you're not tail. you're not changed but basically Darn it. <laughs> you're I mean, there's just so much to it like I can't even explain it I, I probably should know how to but um that's yeah okay. like mod- modern medicine is just amazing with that stuff like the things that we're able mm-hmm. to do and like even like you know like transplants and all that right. like stem cell therapy it's amazing and as time goes on, things are going to keep on changing and get even crazier. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's the other reason why I picked pharmacy is I actually really like learning. And I like that the field of medicine literally changes every single day. Like the one thing that they always said in pharmacy school, like all my lectures was like, as we're speaking right now, my lecture uh, notes are outdated. Mm-hmm. Every, every, she's like, yeah, like what I said a minute ago is probably already outdated. It's already different. Wow. So like, that's why like as pharmacists, we have to stay like on top of everything that's coming out and like. Yeah. Just wow. So some other types of medicine or ways of using medicine. There's a lot of like herbal medicines. Yeah. Supplements that mm-hmm. people use to cure. Oh my themselves. gosh! You should see my cabinet. Mason <laughs> yeah. has like we can go through it. Mason has like ten different things he takes in the morning. They're all supplements, natural and like supposed to help him. I guess I don't know because <laughs> I don't really take like vitamins or anything, yeah. but. He does it every morning, like, it's, like, his ritual. So, yeah. Ritual. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so definitely um, I grew up in a really, um, like, holistic medicine family where, like, my mom, when I was even, like, really young, was just giving me, like, vitamins and stuff like that. And my mom um, is really into it. She, My mom reads a lot, so she re- read a lot of books by these pharmacists who were, um, you know, talking about, like, it's called a complementary alternative medicine cam for short, so like CAM and like holistic medicine. Um, so my mom is like a really big um, like supplement supporter. And I don't know, I always thought it was really interesting too. And like, although I didn't know much about it, like, I don't know, I still just, I was like, I'll just take it, you know? And in pharmacy school, I didn't really think that we were gonna cover much, but we actually covered a lot um, about these like supplements and stuff. And so like the one, two things to know though about supplements is number one supplements are not drugs so they are not regulated like drugs they are not regulated by the fda the same and so that is why you know and i like take this with a grain of salt like obviously these like all the supplements that you buy in stores they are regulated like for safety um you know they still have all these like regulations and standards that they have to follow to make sure you know that nothing that we're taking is going to harm us but you know, you take that with a grain of salt, it is not regulated like the drugs. That's why um, we can buy it. And so the thing is about the supplements is they cannot claim to do anything. They cannot claim to cure 
diagnose. All they can do is like may support collagen mm-hmm. growth. You know, and that's why you'll never see something that says like heal. You'll never see something like this will heal. This will blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's just it'll always say like support may support may support. Right. The wording just, is everything. It's that's okay. why they're called supplements because they supplement your yeah. health. So wording is everything. Um, you know, they they can't claim to cure or heal anything like that and so with that too the other thing is like I do like think like supplements and stuff like they're important and they can help but we they we also don't have like clinical trials like that to like support it so every drug has to go through a ton of trials to make sure that it can do what it's saying it's doing that it does actually help this that it does like lower your blood sugar it does help your blood pressure but the thing is like we just don't have like the same incentives to make these like million dollar trials for our supplements because like there's you know these they're not manufacturers aren't going to get like money from it so why it's kind of like why would we spend like millions of dollars on something that you know and especially a lot of these times we don't have trials really saying that yes they do work or help like Mm -hmm. like for example we have fish oil if you take fish oil that'll help with your what is it i'm trying to lipid levels but like your cholesterol levels Mm -hmm. in your body and so that's what we think that it does, but like we just don't have that much support. But again, if you go and like you read and you look up at like credible sources, that's why you kind of have to make the decision on your own. And that's what they told us in pharmacy school. It's like you can, if someone asks, you can tell them what you know, but at the end of the day, we can't always say that, yes, that does this or whatever. So supplements are great though. And I mean, I do think, and a lot of people, just cause like the internet says like, oh, this may or may not work, you know, that mean, that doesn't mean you can't try it, you know? So like, True. um, like for it, example, it, supplements aren't meant to be harmful at all. They're yeah, just, exactly. So like, let's say, I mean like, you know, melatonin, melatonin works for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not a drug, but like it does work, you know, or like, let's see what else we have. So, oh, like there's a lot of things you can take women who are going through menopause, like a supplement called like black cohosh. A lot of people take it and they say, oh, you know, that does help with like my hot flashes. I'm like, honestly, my mom, like my mom takes a lot of supplements and I've noticed like they have helped her yeah. with a lot of things. I'm like, I feel like I have too. I take like this one supplement that has like a lot of like, you know, greens and stuff like algae. And I feel like that helped my skin clear up a lot. So like, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. But the one thing about supplements too is if you're older let's say and you're taking a lot of medications it's really important to be like wary of drug interactions so like normally like your pharmacist will prevent drug interactions from happening when you pick up your medications like they won't give you two meds that interact but again since these supplements as pharmacists we don't know what you're buying off of amazon or at the counter so like we don't know if that interacts with your medications so you should always like, and that's the thing about pharmacists, we're supposed to be the most accessible healthcare professionals. You can walk into any Julasco or something and like talk to them and that's what they're for. So if you ever have like questions about it or like you think like, oh, well, I'm taking this and this, will this be safe to take with my medications? Like they'll always tell you if not. So you always just have to be like conscious of that. Don't just take supplements without, you know, looking into like, well, what am I taking? It's really important. Wow. So don't, Trust the internet 100%. If you have a question while you're just out, you can always just stop at a, a nice little pharmacy and maybe let it help you. I know, and yeah. honestly, like, I never did that growing up, and, like, my parents never did, but, like, I don't know, like, for example, like, there was this one time when, like, I think like, I was going through, like, a really bad Chicago winter, and, like, my lips were, like, cracking really hard on the sides, and I kept, like, putting on chapstick and stuff, and, like, nothing was working, you know, and I kept trying to, like, Google things, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, like, I'm just over it. Like, let me just ask someone. So literally, I was just like at CVS and I went up and I was like, can I ask you a question? And he was like a younger pharmacist, like probably maybe a little older than me. And he was like, what's up? And I like showed him what's going on. I was like, 
what do you recommend? Because that's like technically what our job is as pharmacists to recommend things. And he's like, oh, Aquaphor, easy. Like just like that. And I was like, well, I've been using Vaseline and I feel like Vaseline hasn't been helping. He's like, no, 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 don't use Vaseline, use Aquaphor. He's, and he told, he gave me like some little explanation and sure enough, I used the Aquaphor and it went like right away, you know? So just like ask them things. And then again, if they don't know, they know where to look that up. Yeah. And that's crazy because like for me, when I use Aquaphor, like I use it for my for healing my tattoos like that's yeah. what they told us to use and mm. instead of like another thing like uh, one thing like aquaphor can be used for multiple healing yeah. methods exactly that's yes. so cool you know and there's always like a lot of i mean again with these like supplements too there's just so much you could do and there's so many brands and all that so you can also always like ask pharmacists again we as pharmacists aren't really trained to know like that much about supplements and some like pr- devote their whole lives to it you know mm-hmm. but like at least you could even ask a pharmacist too is this a good brand because like again like they put anything on those labels too so yeah yeah damn Facts. drugs man yeah drugs drugs medicine yeah <laughs> so the next thing would be not now but in the future future medicine some of the future medicine that is happening right now are things that were not okay in the past so like are you guys kind of asking like what's going on with all these controlled substances that are viewed so badly and how yeah like they're like no-no yeah yes and now i mean so like we started with let's say marijuana right that was something back in the day everybody was like oh those damn hippies like no one wanted to use it for a medical purpose And it got banned, right? But now, as we see in Chicago and several other states, it's used for medical reasons and now recreational as well. But however, people that do have medical issues actually use it and say that they benefit from it. Yes. A lot of people use marijuana for a lot of things, actually, even like CBD Mm -hmm. with like joint issues and even like depression and anxiety. Some of these drugs that are classified and that are illegal, there have been trials to see the effects on what it can do to different things for people. Yeah. For example, depression, anxiety, addiction. Back pain. Back pain? Yeah. Do you have back pain? (laughs) Right now I do. (laughs) Um, So some of these drugs, first of all, marijuana, yes, Mm -hmm. but also that have been in in the studies are psilocybin mushrooms, yes. which is a group of fungi that has psychedelic compounds, psychedelic properties. It's a, halluc- a hallucinogenic. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> a hallucinogenic. It's a whole mouthful. So when I was in school, I took a class, and it was the psychology of substances and abuse. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a lot about drugs on the different, per- like on the different side rather than what yeah. it can do, but also how it can also mentally affect, mentally, or... mentally affect. And I wrote a paper on psilocybin mushrooms and how it has been studied for things like addiction, people who smoke cigarettes, a lot of people, I think it was also a big thing back in the day for people just chain smoking cigarettes yeah. and people still do it now. Mm-hmm. And so there was a study a bunch of studies where there has been trials for small doses of psilocybin mushrooms, and I just looked it up. I, I looked back in my old uh, paper. 80% for there's a follow-up. So the smoking addiction, there was a huge group of it. They did two to three doses, probably, 
I don't know if it said how many doses per se or the dosage, but the follow-up, 80% stayed abstinent at six months, and then after 12 months, 66%. Oh, and wow. that's a good that's a big chunk yeah. for someone who's, like, constantly smoking cigarettes. And, you know, smoking cigarettes can lead to so many other health issues, like lung cancer and mm-hmm. all of those things. So something that grows out of the freaking soil and dirt, right? fungi. It's crazy. And, yeah, so... There are states like Oregon, right, that are allowing people to microdose now, and Washington as well, right? I don't know about Washington, but Oregon just decriminalized all drugs. Right. Yeah. And so with decriminalization, though, the thing is, is like, so all of these controlled substances, the scheduling the classes, like the class one, class two, class one through five, that is under federal law and so there's a uh, there's a difference between state law and versus federal law under federal law these are all still illegal yeah so when they say they decriminalize it again that is they are still illegal under federal law and state law it's really just like it's not like a priority anymore for like local law enforcement you know so it's not like (laughs) they're not going to go arrest a bunch of people because they're and something like again i don't know like exactly how true this is i don't know everything but like i you know, the the way that I kind of, like, was hearing about it from one of my, like, law professors was that, like, technically, if the DEA, if they wanted to go, they wanted to come here and, like, close all dispensaries, like, they could. Because mm-hmm. technically, this is all still illegal under federal law. Right. But they're making profit out of it, so they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is so stupid, and, like, we're not going to get into this now, but it just makes me so mad about all of the people who are in prison still yeah. for even just, like, just having a gram. <laughs> having weed. a gram, marijuana, like... It's just stupid, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> that hot breath. I literally... Oh, yes. I think that's it. That's yeah. the excitement. Reverse sneezing. <laughs> okay. And we're back. So, future medicine. So... Don't lick me. Basically, there's been multiple studies and trials being done for what I researched with psilocybin mushrooms and... There's been, there's a lot of like good research and like learning about it, how something that's so natural can possibly benefit somebody. And it's not for everybody. And like I said, it's still trials and whatever. And maybe you have Mm -hmm. an opinion on this, but there's been for addiction, which can be a wide range of addiction, depression, anxiety, people who smoke. Mm -hmm. And there was also um, a trial where they worked with patients who had cancer. And it was, like, long-term cancer people who, like, were expected to not live out the rest of their lives. And they, they did a psychedelic trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And That's had so multiple cool. benefits of it where it can possibly improve attitudes towards the quality of life, spirituality, and, like, their well-being. Yeah. Like, give them a little more uh, serotonin, make them a little happier. Yeah. Because I know it, it can be painful, a painful process. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean... I think we meant we said this. It's called microdosing now, right? Yes. Which I don't know in the studies that I was looking at. It could have been like a smaller dose one day, and then they increase it. Inc- maybe increase it, like not just like fucking throw them out there and be in a different type of world type thing, but you know, just kind of 
start out small and it could possibly been like a, a bigger dosage at that time. But I just think it's really interesting how all of these drugs, like these scheduled drugs, classified drugs that are illegal that we're kind of dipping into and seeing, you know, what effects can it be. Uh, I also saw there's some about like LSD, mm-hmm. also ketamine and MDMA. Yeah, so let's talk first a little bit about ketamine. We've noticed in Chicago there's so many Mm -hmm. clinics popping up, like ketamine clinics, Mm -hmm. um, and they usually promote it for, like, depression. You hear it on the radio. There's so many ads. What do you know about that in general? Yeah, so basically to kind of go over, like, what the difference between all these like, controlled substances are. So like schedule one, high abuse, uh, no medical thing. So that's heroin, LSD, marijuana, and then like peyote, mescaline. So then schedule two, it has some medical use, but a lot of abuse potential. Those are cocaine, which yeah, cocaine is actually used medically. Um, it is used as a numbing thing, like a topical numbing thing. So like certain eye surgeries may use topical cocaine to numb the eye. So yeah, cocaine is actually does have medical stuff, but that includes Adderall, Vyvanse, that includes our typical morphine, fentanyl, oxycodone, like hydrocodone, Vicodin, Norco, these are all Schedule 2s because yeah, they have, they do help, but they're very, all this stuff. So stuff like that could be. So then Schedule 3, less abuse potential still may be dangerous though, so that is where ketamine comes in the mix. Ketamine and codeine type products, Tylenol with codeine, stuff like that. So we have ketamine right there. Yeah, so schedule four, we have like some other stuff um, like our Xanax, our benzodiazepines. And then schedule five is, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like Tramadol or Ambien to fall asleep. So Tramadol and Ambien are right there. So that is why with marijuana, you know, yes, we have all this, all these like um, medical purposes and stuff like that, but it's still such like a taboo thing because ketamine and like fentanyl like they're used in hospitals so ketamine it's not that big of a surprise to us that there's all these ketamine clinics popping up because like we use ketamine every day in hospitals it's Mm -hmm. a schedule three so it's not as strict and so that's why these ketamine clinics they thought hey like maybe we can actually do this in an outpatient basis but more in hospitals so ketamine is used for sedation primarily Mm -hmm. it's used in like operating rooms and stuff so ketamine is used to sedate but you know again with all the studies and the trials and stuff like that they also found that it could help with treatment resistant depression so like people who are resistant to the typical like SSRIs the antidepressants may find, you know, some benefit in uh, infusion, like uh, intravenous IV ketamine in these clinics are also for like PTSD. So that's kind of why all of these have been popping up lately too. And it it seems really interesting. I mean, I've heard a lot of different things about it. Of course, the dose that they use for these is way, 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 way less that they use for like sedation purposes at these hospitals. But yeah, and it's really interesting. Of course, it is like in a controlled environment. You do, you know, anyone can't walk in and say, can I have this? Of course, you have to have, like, you have to be diagnosed. You have to probably show that you, like, all, all the trial and error stuff you did. They go over your medical history. It's it's a lot of steps to do this. But it seems kind of like you go, you do, like, a bunch of these infusions and, in, like, a like a two-week span, I think. Well, all clinics do it differently, but specifically these, like, ones I've seen in Chicago, it's, like, a two-week thing where you go, like, six times or something, and then you, after those two weeks, like, you're supposed to get, like, booster infusions once every couple of months, and so um, some people find that they've seen success where people are less depressed or suffering from these things, so 
I mean, it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, like the one of the biggest talks around town with ketamine was always that they used to use it for horses, like a yeah. horse tranqu- tranquilizer. So it's just funny that I think when people saw that it was coming out, they were like, "What the fuck?" I yeah. mean, like they didn't really know what it was about, or yeah, because they they primarily thought it was to knock a horse out. You exactly. Know? Yeah, and like I, I'm sure like. It definitely was back in the day, but now we just, we have, like, our different forms of, like, ketamine, you know, where, like, again, like, the ketamine that we use is for, like, sedating properties, and that's, you know, the ones we have in, like, vials at the hospital. Smaller doses, not horse doses. (laughs) I wish, like, if I knew more about it, I'd talk about the differences, but this isn't, like, horse tranquilizer anymore. Um, It's very much so has medical use, and it's important and all that. So yeah. one of the other drugs that was classified on there, I think in the same region as ketamine, you said fentanyl. Yeah, so fentanyl is actually up higher than ketamine, so fent- uh, fentanyl is a Schedule two. It's oh, up shit. there with, like, oxycodone, Vicodin, Adderall, um, Vyvanse and stuff. So, yeah, fentanyl is an extremely important drug. It's a great medication that really, really helps with, all, again, like, pain and sedation, but... The thing with fentanyl is, so it's a synthetic opioid. It's man-made versus, like, morphine. Morphine comes from poppy seeds, you know. And so then after morphine, we've come out with all these different formulations for pain control. And so fentanyl is man-made. It's synthetic, and it's extremely potent, meaning it's, like, the strongest, and you need very, very little to have, like, a, and it could be, like, long-lasting. It comes in, like, patches now. And so it's... Great, but the reason it's so high up there is Schedule 2 is because it needs to be, it's not safe at all. It needs to be very heavily monitored under medical supervision. Uh, it needs to be formulated right. It needs to be regulated correctly. It's, it's dangerous because of how strong and potent it is. And so I know now with the opioid epidemic going on in our country, we've been hearing constantly in the news of fentanyl overdose. A lot of, you know, our famous, like, beloved celebrities are passing from other, like, uh, recreational drug use where fentanyl was, um, like, uh, there was, like, adulterated. Yeah, where, like, these people had put fentanyl in it, and we see all these deaths of, like, younger people. I mean, just people all over. Yeah. One Um, recent one was, like, in Miami. The same week I was out there for spring break. Yeah. Um, A bunch of people died. And it was actually crazy because I think, if I'm not wrong, it was like a police department of people, like new cadets or something, just on the beach. And so that's really fucked up. But It's really sad to see because you just see it in the media so much now where like the state of Colorado has had a lot of fentanyl overdoses and like stuff being mixed in with stuff and like it's really sad to just see that all of these deaths are happening just from something that they don't even know that they're taking. Yeah. Yeah. And I will just say this, don't do drugs, but if you do do drugs that are going to be like that, you should test them. There's drug testing kits because one dose of fentanyl that you have no idea can literally take somebody's life. Absolutely. And that's the whole, um, and you know, different people have different opinions, like different pharmacists and states. um, So I won't like really voice my opinion on all of it, but what I will say is Illinois, you know, it has a lot to, to like, help people who are struggling from addiction because there's, a, there's something called harm reduction, you know, where, like, you, it's hard to stop people from doing things, you know, but, you know, Illinois, they, and other states, too, I mean, 
different states and different um, like laws for you know there's different states and different laws for things but like a lot of people realize that like for a lot of like addiction is a disease now it is it is a whole disease in itself and so people sometimes know that you can't just tell people not to do things or it's hard to stop yeah. people to do stuff so you might as well have um, like risk reduction or harm reduction like harm reduction mm -hmm. services you know so whether that be like needle exchanges in areas where you know um, people are inject doing a lot of like IV drug use so you know just providing like safe needles and needle cleanup so you know and there's different different people have different opinions but it's always just important to like put that out there for those people yes. that do yeah um, and then of course you know if anyone out there is always struggling for addiction like there's tons of resources you know of course the other thing that's important to know for those that do participate in like recreational drug use like that is again knowing you know like when to get help and all that and like the resources you have, but also Illinois specifically, we have a lot, and I don't, I, I might be wrong, I don't know if this is national or Illinois, but you know, if you know that someone is overdosing and like, let's say your friend is and you're scared to bring them to the hospital because they'll get in trouble, uh, do not be afraid, call 911 immediately, never be afraid that your friend who just took something is going to get in trouble. Um, there is a law that we have that prevents that. Just get them to the hospital, just get them, them to safety you know yeah, and the, the thing about it more about this like harm or like risk reduction stuff is naloxone or as we all know it is Narcan. Illinois is also great because we have what's called a standing order that we as pharmacists we are allowed to dispense naloxone without a prescription to those who request it and give and educate them on how to use it and that's great because I mean so technically like if you are let's and of course you know these medications like like oxy norco although that you know we talk about the opiate epidemic like they they are helpful they do help people with chronic pain and like you know unfortunately some people as much as we try to avoid using those sometimes you don't have a choice especially like like cancer pain i mean there are so many people in the world who suffer from chronic pain so they have to use these things so if they have to use these things it's important to offer them naloxone just in case you know to have that or to your family and friends if you are doing it or you know if you you know know someone who does do like participate in you know illegal drugs on the street like maybe like have that and just on you you know or especially like festival goers like unfortunately you know these things go around at festivals and a lot of the times people don't they don't know what they're doing they don't know what's in there so that's why it's important to consider getting this stuff if you're just around it you know but also just to like educate people when and they are people, under yeah. like when they are in that situation if a friend some if a friend is like overdosing or doing something yeah. to know what to do in that and with yeah. that being said can you explain naloxone yeah. and maybe how to administer it and go about it yeah definitely <clears throat> so basically you so people can pick up naloxone and the thing is is like with certain insurance uh with certain insurances you can go and it not be as expensive i'm not i don't remember how much it costs without insurance but you can pick it and it's billed and like you but in order to do that you of course have to be like educated on it um so naloxone basically it it reverses the effects of opioids so that again, that's gonna be anything like or oxy and stuff like that, but also heroin, also fentanyl potentially. And although again, like fentanyl, it's really really potent. Um, you know, we can still save lives with naloxone. That's I think that's like one of the only drugs that we have like that that like 
really just always a saving life. I mean, it's not the only drug, but you know, it's a life, it's a life saving drug that is really easy to do. And like, it, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So basically it reverses the effects. It kind of un, the, it unbinds whatever was taken from those receptors and it kind of, it, it reverses it. So first I'll just go over like how to tell if someone has an overdose. So some signs you want to look out for is if they are like, you know, unconscious, laying down, like extremely sleepy. Like, so like if, you know, if you're shaking them and they're not, if you're saying their name and they're not waking up, you know, if they have like blue lips, blue fingernails, that's a big one. If they have like really shallow breathing or like uh, less than like eight, I think it's like eight breaths a minute or just not breathing at all. And the other one that's really key for fentanyl or like opioid specifically is if, you know, their eyes are closed and laying, if you open their eyes and their pupils are almost non-existent, they look like pinpoint, it's called pinpoint pupils. They're so tiny that you can barely even see the black. That is really, that's like right there for opioids. That's a really good way to tell. So I think I haven't ever experienced this, but I think if I were to, um, that would be one of the first things I would check to know because people overdose from things, from different things all the time. And so unfortunately, if this person who's laying on the ground in front of you, you know, if you do the naloxone or whatever and it's not working, um, it's likely that it maybe was an overdose for something else because naloxone is only going to help opioid overdose. Okay. Um, but it's still, it never harms to do it. Don't, don't guess, you know, like, oh, I wonder what they overdose that. It doesn't harm to do it. Just do it. First, you do, you do that to check. And then the first thing you want to do right, at the, right away is call 911. Before you do anything, call 911. I'm here. I think there's someone unconscious. I think they overdose. I'm, I have naloxone. I'm going to administer it. So make sure that's the first thing you want to do before doing anything. And then depending on what you have, so there's like a lot of different types, but um, like shake them, you know, like see if they're waking up, like kind of like hit their sternum a little bit to try to see if there's any reaction. After that, you know, they're still not waking up, you call 911, then you take out your um, naloxone. So there's a couple different kinds. I think most people, like the one that most people do, it's the easiest is like this like nose one. So all you do is you take it out of its package and it's like, it looks where it looks like a little, you know, like a little thing and you just go and you put it in their nose and you just push up. It's like a plunger and that's all you do. You know, don't be like hovering over them because the thing about naloxone is like, it'll work like that. So like these people might open their eyes and just immediately stand up. So like give it a back up a little bit because you, you don't know what might happen. So inject that and like if you can if like in the moment or like I don't know if you can or like if people are around you like someone set a timer you wait I think when I was being taught it was two minutes I don't know if it's three now um, so don't quote me on this but it's either in two or three minutes if they don't wake up usually naloxone will come in two so go and do the second one mm -hmm. by then you know hopefully 911 will be there um, so yeah so it's it's very simple you know always make sure to give a little bit of space in case they um, spring up at the other really important thing Oh, and so if it doesn't work after both those doses, uh, and it, this is why I feel like it's super important for everybody to get CPR trained, you would do chest compressions. So there's like, I highly encourage anyone to just go on YouTube, learn how to do chest compressions. It's not very uh, hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, staying alive. Uh, staying alive. <laughs> everybody know. Sing it um, Or, you know, <laughs> if you're not comfortable doing that, hopefully someone in the area is. Can we get a doctor? Yeah. You know, and like, if you're doing this, I don't know, at a festival, hopefully someone already got help by then. Hopefully there's people. So yeah, so 
hopefully, for the love of God, uh, one of those doses of naloxone will work. But if they don't work, like, that doesn't mean that they didn't take an opioid. It could just be, like, you know, they have a lot in their system or something. But the other really important thing about using naloxone, and if that person does wake up, because, like I said, they might spring up and they confuse, like, what's going on? Oh, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Which, they will feel fine, but they need to go to the emergency room. And so it's really hard because like a lot of times people wake up, ambulance is here, and they're like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. They're refusing, they're worried, they're in trouble. If this is someone you know, they need to go to the ER. They need to, so just encourage them and it'll be okay. It's best for them to go to the emergency room because fentanyl lasts in your body way longer than naloxone does. Once that naloxone wears off, they could drop it again. So they wow. need to go to the hospital and they need to be like on continuous monitoring until all of that fentanyl or whatever it was that is out of their system. So it's really important for people to go to the hospital after that. But there's a lot of different types of uh, naloxone. There's also like injectors. There's a vial that you'd have to do like a syringe and needle. Oh no. Um, so yeah, I'm sure the like more difficult ones I bet are like more cheaper. <laughs> But again, yeah, that one is a little bit harder for people to do, especially if you don't have like steady hands, like to try to get the yeah. thing out of the vial. There's also an extremely expensive like auto injector that like speaks to you and stuff. It's crazy. You do it on their thigh like an EpiPen. I think I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of different types, but um, yeah, really important. Yeah, it's good to be educated on this and just to know <laughs> if you have friends, family, or just are a bystander yeah. to anybody that is in this kind of situation. Um, just to know what to do yeah. and if you're not comfortable with doing that find somebody nearby that would be yeah because it's more important to save that life than to kind of just be that bystander and not yeah. get anything done yeah absolutely I mean yeah and again like of course disclaimer like I think that everything I said was fairly correct but obviously like get educated look things up go on YouTube there's videos Google how to administer naloxone you know like it's it's an easy it's really easy to save lives it really is. It's a beautiful day to save lives. It is. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, anybody? But wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Medicine, medicine's a lot. Yeah. It's it's just like so crazy to also think to see all these different drugs just kind of coming about and how they can affect people, benefit, and also save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the last question that I have for you would be what are some natural ways to maintain a healthy life and... Mm like what you suggest mm -hmm. medicine wise and like natural wise holistic wise yeah. no absolutely so I think um and it's always funny because as like doctors pharmacists like we go through all this education in order to like teach people like you know in, like um encourage people to take on these healthy habits and all that but like you know I understand it's hard not everyone's perfect I myself like have all these recommendations that I don't even do that I want to <laughs> start doing you know I know it's super hard to live that healthy lifestyle but you know, really big things are, I would say, you know, just number one, get checkups, go to the doctor, don't blow off the doctor because you think it's cool or something, at least, you know, like once a year or more, definitely get checkups, get your blood work done because, you know, that's how, that's how we find things, you know, and like you don't want to go for a long time without, you know, knowing you had something that could have been easily treated, but you just ignored going to the doctor for years of your life, so get your checkups, get your blood work done occasionally, and if you're ever, if you ever notice something out of the ordinary, just ask, just go for it. You know, ask a pharmacist. You could always go and be like, hey, this is happening. 
And we as pharmacists are trained to tell you whether you are okay or whether we have a recommendation or whether you should go to urgent care right now, you should go to an ER. You know, if you're ever, of course, like again, Google might always scare you, but definitely know yourself, know your body. And if something's out of the ordinary, ask about it. You know, and so definitely do like inspections on yourself. So guys, inspect your testes, check for lumps. Girls, check your breasts for lumps. I mean, Whenever you have something out of the ordinary, just question it, you know, and check your body, check how you're feeling. So other than that, like just when it comes to taking care of your body, of course, stretch, get that range of motion. Um, we definitely, there's so many things you can do because like, of course, all these health conditions naturally come with aging. You know, there's nothing we could do about it, but we can prevent it from hitting us earlier. We can prevent it from getting it, from make, making it like really bad, you know, so while we're still young, stretch move your body every single day even if it's for a little bit if your if your job is to sit stand up every every half hour just for a little bit walk around there's a lot of different things you know just get your body moving get your heart pumping because a lot of yeah you know just sitting around all day and i know because i do it like it's not good it's not in the moment it feels fine but it's not good for our future and then other than that, I mean, eating healthy. And I know like now while we're young, we were able to eat like junk and not feel terrible in the moment, but think about it. You need to think about like, hey, if I keep eating like all this, all these sweets, I could have diabetes, you know, in the future, I could have this. So definitely watch what you're eating as early as possible and try to eat, try to eat what's grown from the earth. <laughs> Cause that's, that's not processed. That doesn't have all the chemicals that that's a whole other episode yeah. talking about like it's, it's harder said than done but yeah. it's all about balance as well yeah. you know eat your greens and if you want a cookie go get your cookie absolutely yeah right. drink <laughs> your you. water yeah and of course yeah drinking water i mean it's just crazy because like i think there's something you know very real called like med school or med student anxiety where like i spent four years learning about all these horrible conditions and diseases and illnesses that, you know, I'm constantly like, I've, I've got so much anxiety about it. Cause I'm like, do I have this? Do I have this? And you know, there's ways to prevent all of these things. You just got to do it. Eating right. And you could take like, I, I honestly, I do take like a multivitamin every day. I think that's important. And you gotta, you gotta try to like tailor everything to yourself. So like, I, I can't cook. I don't know how to cook at all. I don't know how to cook meat, especially. So I know that like, my iron might be low or like things like that. So I try to take a multivitamin. So, you know, know yourself, know what you need. If you don't eat greens, maybe look into getting like a green powder, you know, that has like all your daily dose of greens. You know, if you don't eat enough protein, maybe look into like protein powder, protein supplements. Definitely like look within yourself, see what you what you need. I don't know, like and, and get some sun, get some vitamin D. Yeah. Um, That's always nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I had one that, I had a question written down, which, what was the most interesting drug that you learned about? Honestly, I would say I just, I really thought everything in oncology, so like the cancer treatments were so, so fascinating. How do we know all these things? How do we know like DNA, RNA? How do we know how this all looks like these proteins, these receptors, these names? Like sometimes I'm like, are they just coming up with stuff? There's just so many details to it. And like the way that we study cancer and like, try to like, <laughs> battle it and fight it from like within i mean it's fascinating i think just all of those treatments are crazy and then also of course all like that like um car t cell therapy that i was talking about like just like the ways that like we can do gene therapy yeah i mean that's crazy. just insane to me it's so interesting wow i i know we did say okay these were our last questions but our real <laughs> last question is what does a modern day hippie mean to you hmm that's a great question 
I think just a modern day hippie is really like the message that you guys have kind of been spreading. You know, we're we're young and, you know, we have ideas of what like, you know, hippies back in the days are, but like as modern day hippies, we are living in a modern day world where things are very different than they were for our like traditional hippies, but we have just a message of showing love, spreading love, trying to keep that mentality and keep that loving, carefree, but also just, yeah, just like that hippie mentality and navigating it through this modern world, you know, just where we have different types of obstacles and challenges. We have like, you know, the news that's showing us all this like scary, horrible things and how to still just remain positive and try to have a positive impact on other people and just, yeah, like showing love and spreading and love. on yourself. Yeah, and on that. yourself. <laughs> We're adapting hippies. Yeah. <laughs> Modern day adapting Just hippies. Adapting to whatever comes your way and still trying to stay positive and kind and spreading love. Well, Yay. thank you so much. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, course. like, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like how long. I lived with you, and I was like, I just feel like I learned so much today. Yeah, like, this was so crazy educational. And informational, and I think it's something that's so important to spread the word on, whether it's just a different path of life that another modern-day hippie is taking to, you know, future medicine and, like, what can be beneficial for other people. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. This is definitely really fun. Yeah, like I'm always here for any questions. I'll do my best. And like I said, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm going to be learning for the rest of my life, which is why pharmacy is this way. But, you know, what I do know, I want to share. Again, disclaimer, I'm not a genius. I'm not, I don't know everything, but I do know a little bit. Hopefully it's right, but always, you know, check your sources read, keep uh, staying up to date and asking questions and being your own advocate for yourself. Yes, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm going to be texting you. I've already been texting you about little things. I send you my my Same. test results. I'm like, yeah. hey, so what does this mean? Yeah. But it's so nice to like have somebody that has that knowledge, but it's also like we're teaching you or yeah. we're helping you learn yeah, more absolutely. or like to teach us. Yes. Yeah. So yes. It's, it's, it's all a learning experience here, yeah. guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Dr. K. We Thank love Dr. K. Love and guys. good luck on your your journey. Thanks. Your love continuous you journey. Yes. <laughs> and we love you. We love you. Love you. All right. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Modern Day Hippies. To help support our podcast, leave a five-star rating. It doesn't seem like much, but it means the most to us. Follow us on Instagram and visit our website at mdhpodcast.com. Leave any comments, suggestions, and questions in our Connect box. We love you, Modern Day Hippies.